0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Day by day, you save us and set us free, and one day we're going to be with you in heaven. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody here that is lost, God, and they're still stuck in their sin, I pray that you would just uh, let the hope uh, of salvation and the hope that stands around them uh, lead them to you. God, I pray that they would give their life to you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Second thing is, in case you didn't hear Craig, we're going to do a 2 o'clock
1: business and calendar meeting. We're going to kind of hammer out what we're going to do as far as the outreach for uh, Thanksgiving and might deal with Christmas outreach a little bit. So 2 o'clock, if you're here, if you're not here, we'll, we'll hammer it out without you. All right, thank you. All right. Looks like all the children's already taken off, so if you would, open your Bibles to Ezra chapter 7. Ezra chapter 7 also flip over to chapter 9 put you a marker there because we're gonna be in there in just a minute but we're gonna look at Ezra chapter 7 y'all excited to be here this morning amen, amen. all right I've been excited the last couple of days to preach this message so I hope I can convey it as the Lord spoke it to me and revealed it to me this week Um. Again, I'm not an Old Testament scholar by no means, so if I mess something up on timeline, uh, feel free to correct me after the service, okay? But uh, I've been doing some digging and studying, and uh, the Lord revealed some things that I believe that we can uh, apply to our lives, and gave me hope this week, and that's what my goal is today, is for one, first of all, uh, that you see Jesus move today, amen? amen? I hope you came here for that, okay? Not for entertainment. Uh Not to just uh, see everybody, which that's all good, but we come here so that we can praise and honor our Lord and Savior. And I pray that we see Him move when we're here. Um, But the the title of today's message is Hope in Spite of This. Hope in Spite of This. We're going to look in Ezra chapter 7 now. Just going to give you a little bit of background here for those who may not know. Um, and kind of let you know where we're at on timelines time and things like that. So Israel, the nation Israel, has been in captivity now <clears throat> for 70 years. The Babylonian captivity. The temple has been destroyed. Okay? God had punished Israel for idol worship and other things, disobedience. And now they have been in captivity of the Babylonians for 70 years. In the previous chapters of the book of Ezra, you can go and read (coughs) on your own time. (coughs) Sorry, I've been sick a little bit this week. (coughs) um, In the previous chapters, you will go and read about a man named Zerubbabel who was able to, uh, under the King Cyrus, uh, he was, him and another group, some group of leaders, uh, were able to start to go back to Israel, to Jerusalem, and to rebuild the temple after 70 years of captivity. Okay? Y'all with me? Amen. Everybody's all quiet. Okay. Now, a lot of things conspire over them several chapters up to chapter 7. Read it on your own time. But eventually you'll read that they were able to rebuild the temple in the previous chapters here. And so now we're fast-forwarding 50 years approximately since Zerubbabel has went back and started to build the temple. So now you're up 50 years later, okay, into chapter 7. And we're going to meet a man named Ezra. All right, y'all with me? All right. Now in Ezra chapter seven verse one, it says, "Now after all of these things have conspired in the region or uh, the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra the son of Sariah, the son of Azariah the son of Hilkiah." Now we're going to jump over to chapter to verse six. This Ezra. So they're just telling you who this guy is. This Ezra came up from Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses. So we're going to pause there for just one second. I want to mention to you some things about Ezra, all right? So it says about this Ezra <clears throat> that he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses. So in our days, it's kind of like a theologian, Okay? He knew the law. He knew God's word. Now, I had to do some digging here because the Bible don't exactly tell us uh, how old Ezra is. But I found some uh, things that you can go and study for yourself uh, later on if you want to look it up. Uh, most scholars believe that Ezra was about 23 years old at this time, 22, 23 years old. So I just want to pause there for a minute and think about this. Okay, here's a man who's, who doesn't grow up in a nation... Uh, who honors the Lord. He grows up in a very ungodly society. How does that sound like where we're at today? Okay? He didn't have the best of circumstances around him. He's in captivity. He probably didn't have very much religious freedom. He didn't have a Bible on every shelf or a church on every corner like we do. And he's a young man who grew up with everything against him, but he didn't let that stop him from learning God's Word. And so I want to pause there for a second because this man grows up in a pagan culture with little to no freedoms and it says by the age of 23 he was a biblical scholar. We got a lot of young men in here today. We got a lot of young men around in Anderson County and Palestine and in this country that we live in we grow up with all the religious freedom that we could ever ask for we grow up in a nation where we are blessed with a church basically on every corner we have a bible in every store that you go to you can easily access it you can now pull it up on an app on your phone I don't know how that works but hey it's there how many 23 year old biblical scholars do we have in here today I'm just going to ask that question 23 year olds today, sadly, and I'm not jumping on you, but sadly, 23 years old today, most of them don't even have a job. They got Facebook, Snapchat, whatever all that other mess is. And they're.